the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolina's GCSA or the show sponsors. You're listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationship with superintendents and the Carolina's GCSA. Welcome back to another edition of Pulling Weeds Women and Turf Team Series. We've got another good episode for you here. This is Jim Huntoon introducing... On this episode, we have Randy Merrick from NC State. If you're an avid listener of Pulling Weeds, you know she's already been on once. Um, glad to have her back on. She's a grad student at NC State. We have Kayla Kipp from the Neiman College Resort in Pennsylvania. She's an equipment manager there. Um, was working with the Pine Needles crew on... Uh, on the equipment. I think she worked somewhat out in the field as well with the team, but also worked at the shop on the equipment, sharpening the mowers and getting everything ready. And then we also have golf course architect, Kari Haug. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. I might not be. If I am incorrect, I apologize, Kari. Um, but I believe that's how you pronounce it. But that's who we got on this episode, and this is another good one. So enjoy. Making her second appearance on Pool and Weeds, Miss Brandy Merrick. Brandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is almost a home game for you. Not too far is, away. This is this is about as close to a home game as it can get. All right, let's tell everybody where you're getting ready to go. Where are you going? <laughs> we're heading to the pool. That's right. To so spend the afternoon. You got to get a little rest. We're not going to keep you too too long. So we caught up with you just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Got to know you, and I was excited to see you here again yesterday, and looking forward to having you back. So has anything changed since we last saw you? You're still NC State. Still at NC State. Uh, I'm I'm now house hunting. Okay, so that's a pretty you. scary new thing. Yeah, right now it's not easy. You got to bid over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty freaky, but um, no, everything's good. I I will say since I talked to you guys last, I've been able to start some of my summer research, which oh, has good. been really really fun. What are you working on? Um, so I'm focusing on take all root rot, and okay. uh, if there's any superintendents out there that have it on their <laughs> greens, I'd love to come and take some samples. I hear you. All right. Um, so little things with that, little airification study, little top dressing study, okay, little nitrogen study. I hear, yeah, a little bit of everything. A little huh? bit, a lot of cultural practices. So. And you out there at the, uh, what's the name of that road? Wheeler? Lake, Lake Wheeler, Wheeler, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, there's always something going on. A few times I've been there, it's a busy little place for it's a fun. field of grass. It's fun. Uh, tell me about this week. This is oh. a cool deal, isn't it? <laughs> this is a cool deal. It's been so fun. And so this week I am walk mowing greens. Okay. Which has been such a treat. That's, That's one a of lot my of walking, isn't it? Jobs. It is a lot of walk. Yeah, yeah. let me. Yeah. Who, who wants to guess how many steps we've gotten Jim, in let's today? Let's let Jim Huntoon guess how many steps she thinks she got in today walking. We walk double walk. cut. 11,000. Wow. 10,592. <laughs> That's impressive. So double cut walk mowing. In the morning and then in the afternoons we've been single cutting. Is it? And I've asked other people, like dry mowing, I would be awful. But once you do that first pass, it's basically uh-huh. a dry mow, is it not? Um. So, okay, so actually we are, 
double cutting we're doubling back on the pass we just made oh, so, okay. so you can still see your lines it's, so which okay. actually is really nice so you yep. make your first pass then turn right around and go back same the same mm-hmm. gotcha. the backtrack mo the backtrack yeah. there okay. you go that's All what right. it's yep. thank you yep. thank you so i haven't talked to you that yet you haven't <laughs> I, you, I gotta get a straight line down first i think before i can backtrack <laughs> well you get a second chance to eliminate you do block. you do actually get it and if you have a little skip you can you it's kind of nice yeah. so this group of ladies what, yeah. what does this mean to you being it's, here this week it's so fun i i always joke with the ladies because when this kind of first really got some traction for me back in 2019 um bear put out a thing saying apply for this women yeah. in golf we're gonna get together whatever we'll accept 50 people i laughed i was like 50 people there's <laughs> 10 of us why do i have to apply right I, I truly because i had at that point maybe seen one or two other ladies at pinehurst but never anywhere any other golf course i'd ever even set foot on right. had i ever seen another woman in maintenance and so it was awesome to show up and see 50 people and find out there were more who weren't able to make it so um it has been so fun to get to know everybody i was gonna say pardon the term but y'all seem thick as thieves now (laughs) you know what i mean we're pretty close we have uh, i don't know if they've told you we have a little whatsapp WhatsApp group chat that's nonstop. there was a countdown (laughs) till you got here which is awesome yeah it's been really cool to see yeah y'all what y'all do yeah how y'all interact with each other mm-hmm. how you get out there and you bust it yeah y'all bust it out there. yes um so there's some there's some pretty awesome chicks out there but 4 30 a.m yep till 9 30 ish yep and then a little break and then mm-hmm. 4 p.m ish yeah we start dinner at four that's usually it also depends too on when the last golfer right. gets out because of course we have to follow behind. But um, past couple nights it's been five thirty, six o'clock. We get out there and work until nine, nine thirty. How's the energy staying up? Uh, I honestly, I slept maybe two hours Ooh. last night, yeah. and I'm just I'm wired. I think well, it's I think it's just adrenaline. You know, it's, it must be. You're it, smiling. You yeah. always smile. I love that. But. Um, but it's a lot of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of caffeine. That's what Chuck says, caffeine. Uh, a lot of caffeine. But, I mean, truly, because it, all it takes is just one person to crack a joke or smile yeah. at you, and that pumps you up, and it's it's just a chain reaction. Maybe that's what y'all should do with Kennedy Ellis. Whenever somebody's feeling <laughs> down, you send her around, and boom, their energy level is right back to where it was. So, yeah. uh, right, give us – we've already – Hit me again. What, what was the first car you drove? I should ask this last time. <laughs> so I, we did. We talked yeah, okay, about yeah. it. I um I had a little blue Saturn okay. that I drove until it rusted out and the wheel right. literally said, fell yeah, off. Yes. yes, yes. That's awesome. Well, Brandy, I don't want to keep you from the pool. I want you to go enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being on Pulling Weeds again. Yes, and, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for doing what you're doing I for Carolina's go here. Even out some of these tan lines. There you go. See you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, now we have Kayla Kipp with us. From where are you from, Kayla? I'm from Grantsville, Maryland, but I work at Nemecolon in Farmington, Pennsylvania. Okay, so you're an equipment manager. Yes, sir. Is that the right term? Yes. Not equipment tech. Not That's mechanic. fine. Okay. Uh, I do work on equipment, and I am a technician. So yeah. Not mechanic. I, I not mechanic. Grease monkey. Okay. Not. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to go all there. <laughs> so, what are you doing this week here at the U.S. Women's Open? 
So I thought it would be a lot like last year at the Olympic Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, big shop, dual grinders. We'd be grinding greens reels every day. Right. Uh, so I was expecting like a really high pace work for me because I'd be out on the course in the morning, come right in, be in the shop, be busy, busy all day. Yeah. But it's not. They have a lot of help in the shop. So you know that they had Raymond, the EM, was yes. in a bad car accident. So he's not here for this. And uh, our hearts got to him and the family. Yeah during this time, but um, Dwayne has stepped in, uh, taken over, and um, things have been going really well. Um, There's a lot of hands in the shop, so I don't have to be in there all the time. I step in and help out, uh, checking greens reels when they come in off the morning run, and um, I've been doing a lot of side projects, actually, so. But for the club? For the gals, and uh, so our one videographer, Sheila, has a GoPro, and she can't get her fingers in quite to tighten the knob. Yeah. She's like, can you make me something, like a tool I can carry <laughs> around? Right. So I go in the shop, find an old bolt, you know, grind it down to where it fits into the slot real nice, put a T-handle on it. I engraved it for her today, 2022 U.S. Women's Open. That's awesome. That's um, awesome. Fixed a rake, uh, engraved a mug for Jill that was just on. I mean, I've done some really random things, but that's why I love being an equipment manager because sure. no day is the same. Right. And this is even cooler because I'm, I'm learning how to be a beverage c- girl, too. Ah. <laughs> so, to, to your group of girls here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, well, and the gentlemen, too. Right. I mean, it's... <laughs> They, they uh, have me down as mechanic miscellaneous. And you know, first thing in the morning, everybody goes out the door. Sure. Right. All the equipment's out. So there's not a whole lot going on for us in the shop in the morning. Yeah. So I was like, well, I don't want to. I want to drive around, but I don't want to just drive around. Right. So I was like, let's get the coolers filled up with water and Gatorade soda and That's ice. That's awesome. And so when we're driving around, you need yeah. water, Gatorade. Oh, I'm telling you. I, was, <laughs> I see you coming. I'd wave my, put my hand up, but. And I yeah. bet Kennedy is waving down for the Mountain Dew. Yeah, you got Mountain Dew in there for Kennedy? We did. Okay. We actually took it out yesterday, the soda. The temperature really went up for the last couple of days. So Yeah. I, so you're, did I see on her social media about your water bottle? <laughs> my, yeah. my shaker bottle. Okay, tell me about your shaker bottle. It's famous, apparently. <laughs> apparently. So I was. it was my birthday Tuesday last week. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I was walking out of work. I had just clocked out. I had filled up my shaker bottle with water. I'm going to go work out. You know, I'm going to turn my day around. It hadn't gone real well so far. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go work it out. It'll be great. I get out the door, and there's a car there that one of the employee drives, and I always thought it said Titleist on the door, the bottom of the door. And I was yeah. like, it says Filthiest. I was like, I got to get a picture of that. Oh, wow. So I, I go to get my phone. I drop my shaker bottle. It busts. Uh, and I like okay this this bad day's just yeah. getting even worse. So I go back into the shop. I super glue and baking soda my water bottle, fill it back up, you know, because it's quick. And I've I've I have I've super glue and baking soda a lot of things. It's just I've a never super, heard of that. A lot of people have it, and I, that's why I carry it around because people are like, what what what, what do you do there? It's the super cheap super glue and the super cheap baking soda, and you can fix. I've fixed twenty five gallon sprayer tanks. I've fixed my ice scraper. Wow, just really? random things. You can sand it. You can paint it. You can layer it. It's pretty amazing, huh? I learned something <laughs> here. I like that. But so did you? You've repaired that shaker bottle, and I carry it around. Every, it's actually it's outside the door. So instead of getting a fiberglass patch, you just get baking soda and super glue. It's way faster. That is amazing. And I think it's stronger. Be honest with you. What's that stuff that you can spray and like drive your boat on? Flex Seal. Who flex needs Flex Seal when you got <laughs> super glue and baking soda? <laughs> so, 
how how did you get into turf equipment business? Um, my dad, whenever I was little, my parents divorced, so I hung out with my I stayed with my dad for many years, yeah. and he was very much mechanically inclined. He rebuilt dozers and. And he'd buy equipment, fix it up, either use it to make money or sell it, whatever. But I was always hanging out with Dad. I was either in the shop or in the truck. He had F-350 with a dump bag, oh, so sure. we were always running and hauling stuff. And he worked for the county, too, plowing snow, so I loved being in the big trucks with him. And then uh, whenever it came time to become an adult and, you know, either go to college or trades, or, yep. I don't have any money, yep. okay? And uh, I'm not going to be able to afford school. And September 11th was right in my eighth, seventh, eighth grade year. Okay. And I had kind of made a decision then that I wanted to do my part. Uh, yeah. So I joined the Air Force. I was in there for six years. Thank you. And a, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. It was the greatest experience. Yeah. The women in turf experience and my military experience, it's really hard to pick which one is. I hear you. Because this is growing to be so incredible. This is special, yeah. So I worked on heavy equipment in the Air Force uh, on the flight line, um, material handling equipment, so aircraft loaders, a lot of hydraulics up in the air, 60,000 yeah. pounds onto the plane. Um, <laughs> wow. Right. So I get out, and I'm looking for a job. I went to the college at a job fair, and the superintendent was there. Uh, oh, you're, you're in the military? Great, cool. You want to go work at the golf course? I'm like, great. It's outside. I'll make money. Let's, let's just do it. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. figure it out later. Yeah. So I edged bunkers for like three weeks. <laughs> I was miserable. Um, but they found out I could turn a wrench. Yeah. And they were like, let's teach you how to grind reels. You know, right. They're looking out for themselves at that time. But True. you know what? I, was, I fell in love with it because golf is attention to detail. Yeah. Military. Yeah. Um, or, you know, standards uh, and operating procedures. You know, they kind of, yeah. they, re they really correlate. So it, yeah. I love it. I love the immediate feedback whenever I grind and the green smear goes out and it looks great. And I'm like, yep. Great, good, yep, lots of things Makes going on, people good. moving. Yeah. Yes, I love it. All right, do you fuss at people when they come back? And of they... course. <laughs> like, why'd you break that? What's come your on. pet peeve? Uh, putting broke things away. Oh, okay. my gosh, is that not the worst? Not, it's like, not the just, worst. Just bring it here, it's fine. It's like... I'm, I'm not, you know, if I find it later, I'm just going to yell at the next person I see. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. I didn't even use it. Well, yeah. I'm just getting it off my chest, you know? Man. I can see that. That would be frustrating. There's, there's nothing worse than yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, well, I, uh, last week, uh, we had our member guest, and you know, we're getting prepped and ready. Had five inches of rain. We're pushing up bunkers and everything else. And then all of a sudden, I go, I go in there and tell the crew, "Hey, let's all grab leaf rakes and go start raking bunkers." I got one guy comes walking out, and I swear, he's got a leaf rake and a handle that's two feet long. And I'm like, what? What is this? It was the only one we got. I'm like, why is this? Why do y'all think this is okay? So I ran to Home Depot and got about five more. And, and it, but it's just, I don't know what it is about. Just hide it. Yeah. Don't let anybody They'll know. never right. see it. Right. You know. We're never going to have to use that tool yes, ever again. That exactly. weed eater, just tuck it in the corner somewhere. All right. So you an OG or an NG? I'm a middle ground okay. G. Okay. So they just mentioned... Um, the 2019 bear yeah, thing. Yeah. So my first golf industry show was 2020, and I had just joined GCSA and got on the equipment managers group in 2019. Right. So I was just a few probably meetings behind the OGs. Gotcha. Yeah. So I guess you could consider me an OG and yeah. not an NG, but right. Right. Um, it's a good this this group of people. 
group of girls, I say, and that's probably hopefully I'm not offended by by saying you know ladies, women, women ladies, right, right. gals, but exactly. Tell me about it. Why is it so special? It's unique. You don't see it every day. Uh, when we go to work, we see gentlemen all day long, right? Pretty much. If yeah. we see women, we're like, hey, yeah, how cool is that? One <laughs> other lady on the golf course today. That was we're winning, right? So right. to be in a place where there's over thirty women and they keep showing up, uh, vendors <laughs> and just people here to support us, yeah, um, it's it's strangely unique and it's it's comforting. We see more females joining GCSAA. Um, last year, we only had one EM female member. Guess what? We have three now. We have a awesome. 200% wow. increase in a year, right? Like, like <laughs> we went from one to three, and I'm, like, super excited. Well, that's good. But that's, that's good. the feeling. Yeah. yeah. So you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you do. And they're, every one of them is super genuine, uh, loves, the, loves the game, wants to grow it. Yeah. So we all have the same enthusiasm. We're all together, and we're only 2% of the – industry it's odd right which makes it unique which makes it very close to my heart sure. it's it's you cherish that you should you such should. a strong group here i mean it really i you could take them anywhere and and we, any week take this group of people and they'd handle it yeah. with a smile and a I'd lot of lo- selfies i will say that. there's more selfies out of this <laughs> women's open than most crews but oh, it's man. good to see man it really is good to see um piece of advice for anybody who wants to get started in the equipment side. On the equipment side, a piece of advice. Uh, just do it. Um, okay. Just start. If, if you've never turned a wrench on anything, that's probably going to be the hardest entry. However, there's always clubs looking for the drive. If you have the want to and you're willing to learn, just get out there and apply and because yeah. most guys be like hey we just need a guy or a gal in our small tool room to mm-hmm. sign out shovels and weed eaters and guess what well if it comes back and it's broke go ahead and tinker with it yeah so yeah. just don't be afraid to do it just get in there and start somewhere yeah. and it all you every day i'm learning something new so right. so will you it's yep <laughs> that's truth i've learned a lot of things today this morning and in oh, these yeah. interviews all right the final question we always ask what was the first car you drove? Please tell me it was a D9 Dozer. It was a Ford Escort. Okay. Because, well, I bought a Geostorm for 50 bucks when I worked at Burger King in high school. Uh-huh. But my dad said, this thing is trash. We're going to take it to the dump, and I'll give you your 50 bucks back. <laughs> Five okay. zero. Fifty. Right? That what you said? Fifty? Fifty bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, and it, you know. it cranked up and everything. It, it started, but it didn't run very well. Yeah, I, I was gotcha. like, we can, we can fix it, right, Dad? And he's yeah. like, mm, we're not even going <laughs> to A little bonding there. time between the two of us. Yeah. So yeah. he said no to that, and um, I learned to drive. It was a manual Ford Escort. Yeah. Um, but I, ne- I didn't, nobody bought me a car, so my first car didn't come until I was in the military. Okay. I bought my first car, and that was a Ford Focus, a 2000 model, four-door. And you're I still Ford. drive a Ford Focus, but I'm, it's a 2017. You're a, Ford, <laughs> you're a Ford person, obviously. The Focus, to me, has been the most solid economy car okay. that Good deal. anybody I could have ever bought. This one has 128,000 miles, and that's the one you've heard about. And it's only four, four or five years old now. So. so you burn up the road. She's my road warrior, and she you, yeah. gives me no trouble. That's awesome. What you got? Is she named? You got a name for her? No. Right now, we'll name her. It's just my girl. I'm, okay. I mean, White Lightland. White, white Lightland. Light, 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 light. light. All, right. All right. Well, Kayla, 
Thank you so much. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Thank you for coming to the Carolinas. Thank you help. for your service to our yeah. country. Thank you. thank you for service. And I love the Carolinas. Oh, thank you. Well, come yeah. on down. You yeah. Know, you know where we are. Uh, and have a good rest of the week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. All right. This is a special treat because Chuck and I got to listen in on your seminar yesterday. We're joined now. And I'm going to mess it up again. Even though you just told me Carrie Howe. What is? It? You're you're close. Hey, Kari. Kari. Haug. I didn't mean you got mess the last up the name. Right? You thought you were gonna screw up the first exactly. the last name. I am so sorry about that, Kari. Uh, tell us real quick who you are, where you're from. Uh, my name's Kari Haug. Yep. <laughs> I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm a golf course architect. I was trained in Scotland. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, how did you? And we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about what you talked about yesterday here in a minute. But let's get some background. How did you get involved? Let's get started. Oh, well, <laughs> actually, I was a physical therapist, and I really wanted to get out of the clinic. I uh, was, you know, working many, many hours a week, 60 yeah. hours a week in a clinic, and I missed golf, wanted to get back to golf. So in 2000, I went back to school, got a Master of Landscape Architecture degree from the U of M, wow. University of Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I graduated, and I really wanted to do, well, my thesis project in landscape architecture school i really wanted to do a golf course but i didn't really have an advisor or anything and so i interfe- interviewed with uh, tom doak for an internship and i didn't get it okay <laughs> did not no yeah. did not um so he said hey you know um i said well you know what what would you advise that i do so that i can get into the profession he said well you know going to scotland is very valuable okay. and uh, at that time, the, the uh, European Institute of Golf Course Architects, of which I'm now a member, yep. uh, they, were, uh, they were teaching a course in golf course architecture through the University of Edinburgh. Okay. So, How long were you there? Uh, I was there for a full year. Nice. Yeah. Do you drink scotch by chance? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I love scotch, and I'm afraid to go over there just for that reason. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. You should be afraid. <laughs> They got Very a lot, afraid. A lot of good stuff, but so Minnesota. Not picking on the accent because I certainly have my accent. <laughs> Was it tough going to Scotland and understanding, or them vice versa? You them them you? Oh, you, you mean I'm a Scottish gettle? <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, you got it. I picked it up real quick. <laughs> you did. You That's certainly good. did. So let's talk about what you talked about yesterday in, in our education session. What was the title of the talk? Uh, you what remind, would you title you remind me? <laughs> no, it was um, uh, golf course design, maintenance, and setup for for, for women golfers yeah. for the amateur women golfer. Yeah. So I I come from a golf administration background, South Carolina Golf Association. We had jun- junior girls. We didn't run any women tournament. There's the Women's South Carolina Golf Association that handles that. But I really enjoyed hearing what you're saying, and there's a lot to be said. And I don't want to sum it up incorrectly so feel free to correct me but you start at the what you call the base tee which is the back tee when you're designing a golf course and you just kind of generally yeah and then you somewhat yardage appropriate the next sets of tees right but it doesn't always equal out equity as far as landing area distance is hit and it can influence around the golf and make it take a fun golf course and make it not fun right uh you know in the average Average woman, I think you said, drove it 150 yards, correct? Correct. Yeah. And right. so, but then some of the second shots were 150 yards into the hole. 
you know. Right. So it was more than some of some golf holes, like say a par four, women were hitting more than a hundred percent of everything they've got. Right. So. I mean, they'll be off the tee 150 yards, and if they have more than 150 yards into a par four, for example, they're hitting a three wood with everything they've got, and they're still not to train. The thing that really resonated with me, and I feel like I see it a lot of places, the afterthought of the woman's tee and the location and the obstacles and the height, like the one thing really about them being flat on the ground, let's get them raised up a little mm-hmm. bit. Why, why is that important? Because you've done the research. You've got the data to <laughs> yeah, back all this yeah. up. Yeah, well, you know... Um, the the ground surface that you're hitting off of really influences the flight of the ball. Yeah. You know, and if you are, um, say you're hitting on a little bit of a downhill lie or something like that, that's going to influence uh, a low trajectory shot, launch shot, and launch angle, and maybe a little bit of a left to right shot, yeah. especially if it's pitched for a right-handed golfer, if it's pitched at all from right to left. Right. Yeah. Big, big influence. Yeah, yeah, big influence. So, I mean, we really want to design the surface off of that women are hitting off of. So, I want to know, I guess, my my question is, what would the perfect women's golf course be? I what mean, how, length or what? Well, not length, but design, mm-hmm. landing area. I mean, how mm-hmm. far is pine needles off from that design, so to speak? I mean... You know, I haven't checked because I've been setting up the course for the professionals <laughs> right. all week. Right. So uh, I actually didn't look at their, what, what it's playing for the amateur women. Oh, no, not distance. But, I mean, no. as far as you talked about hitting areas and, and mm-hmm. slopes and, and run-up areas, run up and, areas and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. is that what you – when you design your golf course, your architecture, is that what you have in mind? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, uh, I presented my concept of – you know, or my school of thought that that I believe in, and mm-hmm. number one uh, principle in my belief system with how you set up a golf course is you have to have choices. Yes, you have to have choices of where to tee off from, and you have to have choices of how you play the golf hole. If you don't have an aerial game in your bag, you need to be able to play the ground game. Right. So the ground game rates pretty high in my book. Yep. No doubt. And and a pathway to get there is really important. So yeah. I, I call it playable pathways. Did you trademark that? I saw a I TM in that I did, thing. Yeah. I did. I, Why I, not? I like it. <laughs> I thought that was very clever, very smart. So who was – what architects would you say have influenced you and your design? Well, I really like Harry Colt. Okay. Uh, I really like the aesthetic of Harry Colt. Uh, I like the ability to make those choices off of the tee. He uses angles a lot, uh, which, you know, if you look at fine art, fine art painting, you'll see all vanishing angles. points and angles yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I like the aesthetic of Harry Cold. I like the uh, multiple playable options of George Thomas. Okay. Uh, I like wide fairways because it too. gives you choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it just gives you more choices, I think. And it gives us, as designers, more choices of how to set up the golf hole. Okay. What's, who's your uh, – well, what's what's the favorite golf course you've ever gotten to play? North Berwick. Where is that? In Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. Challenging? Scotland. I hear you. <laughs> so, I mean, as equipment in golf has changed, I mean, yeah. let's, let's just look at um, the way that – these people, you know, professionals 
or even you know high or low handicap amateurs can just bomb it so much mm-hmm. further i mean you know as a designer mm-hmm. to 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 recapture that that uh, ground game i mean because the the conversation always is well you know they can just bomb it gouge it and hit wedges in and it the takes, bomb and gouge i've talked yeah, about that before and, yeah and it just takes away the ground game and the, mm-hmm. and the art which you know you referenced how donald ross you know gave you an option mm-hmm. and that, that wasn't always the the clear present option but i mean you could run it up on there in certain areas but in a lot of areas and yeah. actually if you go out here and look at pine needles yeah the fronts of most of those greens are very accessible yeah and so there's always a, a pathway for play yeah. for you know if you want to take the path of least resistance he gives you sure. one but if you uh really want to go for a shot really want to you know test your risk you know, reward yeah, yeah risk reward yeah uh you really risk going off either right or left side of the green or off the back Right. But do you think that the the equipment is is impacting the design aspect of things? I mean, like a lot of guys now, yeah. you know, in in the design world, are because you're able to move a lot of dirt, you're able to do a lot of other things that they weren't able to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, and the game has changed. It was get it on the ground, roll it up in there, versus now you can really protect a greens complex or put put bunkers in angles, you know, in, in corners of, of bends in the fairway. Um, my, my question is, is there a way that, that your design philosophy can really bring back that ground game? Or is it something that you battle with from an equipment standpoint? Well, obviously the equipment is, is an issue. And, you know, Jack Nicholas has talked about rolling back mm-hmm. the golf ball before. Exactly. Um, but I think, you know, from a perspective of, how do you make the golf course tough enough to challenge some of these guys? Well, hey, you can't. Women have well, women have been challenged for a sure. long time, so I know what makes a golf course hard because yes. I've played it. I've played it hard. I've played it where you know our landing areas don't match up with where we're hitting our tee ball. Right. right. If your landing area doesn't match up with your tee ball, it's not going to be receptive to the shot. It's yeah. not going to capture the shot. You're going to be hitting from really lousy spots. But you know the thing is, is that the essence of the game is that you know. If you execute the shot, you should have a reasonable expectation of yes. being in a good position to make your next shot. Right. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, so from the perspective of can we design it to be hard enough or challenging enough for the good player? And can we design it to be playable enough for the, the higher handicap mm-hmm. player? I think we can, but it, ha- it takes thought and it takes knowing what makes it hard and knowing what makes it more playable. So if you go into a facility, I mean, is there almost a directive, whether it's a country club or, mm-hmm. you know, something else that they have kind of got into your philosophy and, and that's why they bring you in? Is that mm-hmm. where you're getting the traction in your design, you know, I'm business? I'm getting a little bit of traction, but honestly, there's still resistance to it. Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit of resistance to it, sure. actually, even from from women they're, they're they don't quite understand how we design the golf course and how the golf course is set up it's designed with a, it's like driving distance on a on a road mm-hmm. you don't design a curve for 30 miles an hour and then post a 60 mile an hour speed limit sure. sign, you know sure. so um there is a certain way that the course is designed to be played and once women understand that the course isn't set up to be played 
for for them yeah then they open up and aren't so resistant to moving forward on those T's and changing. You're getting that buy-in yeah. that you were hoping for. Yeah, but there is a lot of uh, resistance to it at sure. first. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's talk about this week and what we're doing here sure. in Southern Pines. What What does this week we this week mean to you with all these women? Oh, um, well, I you know I did this last year and it was amazing at the Olympic Club. Yeah. And so you're um, an OG. We yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um. You know, this culture of inclusiveness, which we're changing hearts and minds every day. Yeah. Because even the guys that we work with all of a sudden are like, oh, they can, they can handle this job. Oh, yeah. They can do this job. And even some of the, like me, I never, I never cut a cup before, um, but I got the training. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm starting to, I'm pretty happy, <laughs> pretty <laughs> happy with the way I cut a cup today. There you, know? you go. Or actually, I... I'm doing it in baby steps. I, I replaced the plug in a cup there today. So, <laughs> the, little, um, the little sand bottle will go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah the sand bottle, a little bit of water. You know, That's so awesome. um, it's, you know, once you, um, once the guys realize that, that these gals can really handle sure. the job, and these gals do it day in and day out, oh. I don't always. So sure. I'm a little in a little different boat than they are. But yeah. once they see what these guys can do, it's, it's right. pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking with us. Thank you for allowing us to listen to you yesterday. Sure, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, Spread the word. Oh, we will. Well, I'm yeah. a big I, – I was immediately thinking of clubs that I frequent in South Carolina about everything you were saying. I was thinking, this place. That, but anyway, uh, thank you for being here, being on Pool of Weeds, and good luck the rest of the week. Hang in there. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Hope everybody enjoyed that episode appreciate those women coming on with us and taking some time out of their day to share their stories in closing uh, we want to introduce and give a little update on the next episode so on the next episode we have four women jennifer torres from westlake golf and country club in new jersey she's golf course superintendent there we have kimberly guard some gentle southwest territory manager in california she was instrumental in addition to Kelly Lynch and putting this group together, sponsoring it and organizing it. So that's definitely a good interview. We've got Tanya Anderson from Old Memorial Golf Club in Tampa, Florida. She's golf course superintendent there. And Nancy Cienfuegos from the Whitetail Club in McCall, Idaho. She's an assistant in training out there. So... Those are the four ladies that we have coming up in the next episode. So we hope that you all will tune into that one and listen to it. And we appreciate everything, listening, and all the other support. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call one 800 476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullen underscore Weeds.